Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hi everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm really glad that you joined me tonight and whatever part of the world you're listening to me from, I'm really glad that you made tonight a, a part of your a part of your uh life or a part of your night, I should say, make this radio show part of your night. I'm glad that you joined me and continuing in part five of the series of the authority of the believer. Uh, I'll be teaching it for some time and um I uh, was uh, just trying to keep faithful to my end of the bargain, saying I'm going to try and uh, be consistent with having this show at 8 o'clock. And I know some different things. Obviously, life happens. But uh, just to let you know that, um, you know, yes, life may happen, but but um, I... Um, I need to try my best unless there's an emergency to to go ahead and be consistent like I said I would be. So that's what I'm trying to do. And uh I hope your your weekend has been going wonderful and that's what I'm hoping and praying for you. And I I pray you've been getting a lot out of these series and teachings and I'm also hoping that you will write to me or uh, go continue to write to me at uh, firetalkradio2, that's the number two, at yahoo.com. That is firetalkradio2, the number two, at yahoo.com. So I'd love to have you write to me, uh, email me, and... Um, Gonna go to a song, and then I'm gonna get into the Word of God. You know, I, I tell you, I, 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 I don't know. In different parts of the world, I'm not sure if you have, where you change the time and and you change the, the clock for it or back for winter, uh, and for spring, or for spring and for fall. But uh, here we have spring, where, where the it's like they have the saying, spring forward and fall back, and. Um, well, spring, you, you lose an hour, so of course it's, it's brighter outside longer. And I, I looked at the time, and it was quarter to seven. I'm like, whoops, I better, I better just go ahead and log, log on here into the studio and get, get with the program so that I could keep my word and be, be consistent with 8 p.m. So I'll be back with you right after these songs. I can't get enough I 
Gave me 
And it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So you shall receive power basically when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire and uh, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So that's in uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it says in Acts uh, 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And and then what I just read you, so Jesus, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit with power and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God. So it's and we've been anointed with the same Holy Spirit and power. That's dunamis power. So I like to, you know, we're... We can. I like to claim scripture. Of course, we can claim them all, but I, I, I quote that one, and I just remind myself I've been given that the power because I have the Holy Spirit living within me. And so, basically, Jesus only did and said what the Father did and said. Um, what he heard in his spirit was basically what he's supposed to speak, and what he saw his Father do, and. And so, but supernatural signs and wonders, they flow when you when you know your, your authority and you are walking in the authority, your God-given authority, your delegated authority. And Jesus operated as, as man, as a man anointed by God while he was here on the earth. So he, he was under the authority of God. So, and uh, Jesus also walked in his authority, and he taught with authority. In Matthew 7.29, it reads, For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Since Jesus taught with authority, we can also teach with authority. You and I can teach with authority since Jesus taught with authority. And uh, when we teach with that authority, we need to make it so simple. Uh, when we're teaching the gospel, uh, we need to make it so simple that that a a child could understand it. So we just make make it keep it simple. I'm not saying there are not times to to dissect the Hebrew and the Greek and all these other things and get deep into it, but I'm just saying that uh, the majority when we're teaching, we need to reach people, we need to reach, make it so simple that a child can understand, and that way when a child, they they can also understand it and then answer the altar call as well. And... Uh, basically, um, it takes, as you, um, when we, when God gives us a, a, puts a call on our life or he gives us a task, then he, he gives us the grace for it and he gives us the anointing for us. He anoints us for it to do the job that he wants us to do. And so basically we all have different giftings and, you know, people, um, of course the children need to be taught in their own, either children's church or, 
or Sunday school or whatever it is. Well, not everybody has has the gift to teach children. Not everybody can do that um, because not everybody has the anointing for it. Because when you're teaching a child, as as you parents out there know, or if you have uh, nephews or nieces, whoever you have children in your life, as you know, you've got to keep their attention, basically. So, And if you can't keep their attention, then you're going to lose them and what you're trying to teach them. So... It's not for everybody, but but God God will grace you with it and give you the desire to do it. Um, but so uh, if you're a teacher, uh, you you must submit to the Holy Spirit in the area uh, that you that you're called that you're called in. So say, for example, if you're called as a teacher, then you need to allow the anointing to work in and through you. So don't try to teach without the anointing. And basically, really, don't try to do anything without the anointing, but I'm talking about teaching here and things like that. Um, I'm going to be going over a little bit about what Jesus uh he what he commanded some of the some of the, his authority going to go over if you want to turn to me with in Matthew 8:28 and I will um this is uh, Jesus he he commanded demons so I'm going to going to go over that with you Matthew eight twenty eight through thirty four, and when he had arrived at the other side in the country of the Gadarenes, two men under the control of demons went to meet him, coming out of the tombs so fierce and savage that no one was able to pass that way. And behold, they shrieked and screamed, "What have you to do with us, Jesus, Son of God?" Have you come to torment us before the appointed time? Now at some distance from there, a drove of many hogs was grazing, and the demons begged him, If you drive us out, send us into the drove of hogs. And he said to them, Be gone. So they came out and went into the hogs, and behold, the whole drove rushed down the steep bank into the sea and died in the water. The herdsmen fled and went into the town and reporting everything, including what had happened to the men under the power of demons. And behold, the whole town went out to meet Jesus. And as soon as they saw him, they begged him to depart from the locality. Now, that's something I don't understand right there. I I don't understand why. I mean, they, they couldn't be happy for the man who had been basically the, the, these men that were in, in uh, I think this is, uh, let's see, it's they couldn't be happy for for the for these two men who had been bound in chains and and possessed by devils. They couldn't be happy for them. Instead, they just they were. They were mad that he had come. He had come and he's, he'd, he'd set these people free. 
set them free from 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 the devils and their possession and got got them free and then they come back and they tell them to leave please leave <laughs> i personally do not understand them um do you have any insight on that feel free to call me at 646-668-2093 or if you want to just say something, say hello. Or if you have a prayer request, if you have a need of any kind, um, then feel free to call me at 646-668-2093. I'd love to hear from you. So, but I'm um, getting back to, let's see, I was going to go back there and, but uh praise God God had uh has had Jesus had the authority over the demons and in Mark I mean <clears throat> excuse me in Matthew seventeen eighteen it says and Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was cured instantly. So that those are a couple of scriptures showing you that. And Jesus, he also commanded nature. You want to turn in your Bibles to, because um, nature it was under the authority, it is under the authority of God. You want to turn to me, turn with me to your Bibles in, in Mark 4.39. I'm going to take a quick sip of water, so it's going to be dead air for a couple seconds. Excuse me, so that's um, Matthew 17, 18. I'm going to come here and, and see here. And he, speaking of Jesus, arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush now, be still, muzzled, and the wind ceased, sank to rest as if exhausted by its beating, and there was immediately a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. Wow, that's that's pretty beautiful the way that puts it, the Amplified. Uh, it's no wonder it said hogs. Normally it says swan. I was wondering what I didn't realize I had it on the amplified. <laughs> but uh, I like the way it says that, a perfect peacefulness. And then let's see here. Go back and... Okay, so... Also, it's talking about nature. So, uh, his, he, Jesus commanded nature in Mark eleven, eleven through thirty three. It says, "And Jesus went into Jerusalem, and entered the temple enclosure. And when he had looked around, surveyed, and observed everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany together with the twelve apostles. On the day following, when they had come away from the from Bethany, he was hungry." And seeing in the distance a fig tree covered with leaves, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. For in the fig tree, the fruit appeared at the same time as the leaves. 
But when he came up to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the fig season had not yet come. And he said to it, No one again shall eat from you. And his disciples were listening to what he said. And they came to Jerusalem, and he went into the temple area, the porches and courts, and began to drive out those who sold and bought in the temple area. And he overturned the four-footed tables of the money changers and the seats of those who dealt in doves. And he would not permit anyone to carry any household equipment through the temple enclosure, thus making the temple area a shortcut traffic lane. And he taught and said to them, It is not written, my house shall, is it not written that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have turned it into a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard of this and kept seeking some way to destroy him, for they feared him, because the entire multitude was struck with astonishment at his teachings. And when evening came, on, he and his disciples, as a custom, went out of the city. In the morning, when they were passing along, they noticed that the fig tree was withered completely away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Master, look, the fig tree which you doomed, basically which you cursed, has withered away. And Jesus replying said to them, have faith in God constantly. Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop, leave it, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings Basically, we need to forgive, we need to let go, and we also need to forgive ourselves. Sometimes that's the hardest person to forgive, but we need to do it anyway. And they came again to Jerusalem, and when Jesus was walking about in the courts of, and porches of the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and elders came to him, and they kept saying to him, By what sort of authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus told them, I will ask you a question. Answer me, and then I will tell you by what sort of authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from me? Answer me. And they reasoned and argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? But on the other hand, can we say from men? For they were afraid of the people because everybody considered and held John actually to be a prophet. So they replied to Jesus, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, neither am I going to tell you what sort of authority I have for doing these things. 
basically, even though he didn't tell them, his, uh, of course, his, his reason, the, the authority is from, from his Heavenly Father. The authority is from God. That's where he gets his, his authority from. And uh, he only he only does and says what he what he Jesus only did and said what he heard his father do and say. So that's basically what he did. I had some scriptures and I misplaced them. I thought I'd put them. Watch me turn around and not find them. I was trying to you want to turn your with me in your Bibles. I see. I might have them in another window popped up somewhere. Let me see here. Um, I'll just go ahead and I'll put them in again. I thought I had a lot of them in here. That's what happens when you have too many windows open. <laughs> have to have them next time prepared all up ahead but like I said it it, it amazed me because I, I I looked at the time and it was still already light outside and so I was I was wow um, I was I was basically I didn't uh Oh, and I, I I was okay with the scriptures there. I already read it to you. <laughs> um, but Jesus, uh, as I said, he only did and, and said what, what he heard the Father do and say. Um, but it's not, uh, you just don't, I mean, yes, we have authority. Uh, as believers, we have authority. But we just don't go around testing it walking up to a, a tree and, and, and cursing it just for the sake of just messing around and or commanding weather at will because sometimes we got to be really careful that if, if we're going to go around, if we decide we want to command weather at our will, then, um, you know, we can be careful that we don't get into witchcraft prayers because... Um, if you're going around trying to use your authority to do your own will, then that's that's uh, if I if I'm sitting here praying and trying to read the scripture or use my authority for somebody's car to break or for somebody to get flat tired because I'm mad at them or to call fire down from heaven because they did something that made me upset, then that's 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 witchcraft prayer, enforcing enforcing our will over somebody else. So we just can't go around t- testing it like that. We have to um, use it under the right circumstances. My uh, The pastor who taught this class when I was in Bible college, he gave a really powerful testimony um, when he was at his house and uh, there was a tornado and it was three-quarters of a mile away from his house literally and he could see it and hear it coming so he went outside literally outside he went outside he stood there and he commanded that tornado he he basically he if i remember the story correctly he he basically said to that tornado 
he took his authority in Christ and he commanded that tornado not to touch his house but to because it was it was knocking every house out of the way he commanded that tornado to just to lift up and go over his house and pass him by and not touch him and that that um that uh the entire storm and the entire tornado obeyed that command and lifted up and literally went over his house. And then it touched down after it went over the uh, over his house. It basically so basically what it did was it there's a whole wake of destruction and when he's when he it was three quarters of a mile away, well obviously probably he couldn't see it three quarters of a mile away, but he knew it was three quarters of a mile away. And it was, um, he could hear it and knew it was on its way. So when, when he commanded that thing, so basically what it did is a path of destruction, all this thing is coming. When it got to his house, it it went up and, like, jumped over the house and had no no damage done there. And then it hit down and went, went just kept on going. So we have the authority now. Obviously, he was given the gift of faith to do that because you're not just... In in the natural strength, if 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 you had the tornado coming at you, if you didn't have the gift of faith on you, you wouldn't you do you wouldn't go out there and just confront that that tornado and command it to leave. You duck for cover, naturally, which is what you what you should do. But the gift of faith is God's faith. It's it's uh, being fully persuaded that that is going to um, that is going to happen. Uh, so, so you'll you'll know when the right time is, and uh, um, when to when to you'll know when the right time is to do something, and when to when to take protection, like against the tornado, because uh, you don't just <laughs> you know it's not just like cursing the rain because or the storm because there's a softball game. It's it's uh, kind of almost like a witchcraft prayer there. Uh, I just have to be careful when we when we have to really say is is you know being just is this what what uh, is this for the good of something or is it just my will that I'm trying to oppose impose on 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 the world on nature. Um, so we just have to be really careful that. That it's uh, the right prayer, and uh, Jesus, He also commanded healing. So He commanded demons, He commanded nature, and He commanded healing. And uh, like for example, with the centurion and his servant, you can turn to Matthew eight fifteen with me. I'm sorry, 8.5 or 8.15. Let me go back again to my notes. Okay, Matthew 8, 5 through 13. Sorry. Matthew 8, 5 through 13. I'm going to look these ones up in the New King James Version. A little bit less wordy. I like the Amplify, though, too. So I'm going to check it out. Get it and 
have it here. It's giving me a hard time. Now, in Matthew 8, 5 through 13, Jesus heals the centurion's servant, and it talks about it here. Now, when Jesus had entered, entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does this. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Now in in Matthew 8, verse 3 as well as seen here. I think it was 8-3. Getting my scriptures all kind of weird today. Sorry. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, okay, Matthew 8-3. And then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Some other examples here. There's a paralytic and when in Mark seven thirty four we'll go check that out over there. We'll go have a look and see. Okay, go ahead and I'm going to read that along here. Then looking up to heaven he sighed and said to him a fafta that is be opened. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to practice that one more. It's uh, basically that means uh yeah, be open. So talk to this one example. Um Matthew nine six was uh is another another one. I'm going to go to Matthew 9, 6 with me. Matthew 9, verse 6. And it says, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. These are all examples of Jesus when he was healing his his authority and his power uh, that he had there. 
Another one is Luke, the book of Luke 439. Look there. So put that there. That is Luke 439, chapter 4 and 39. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her and immediately she arose and served them talking about Peter's mother-in-law there and another one is um, in John chapter 5 verse 8 be John chapter 5 verse 8 so let's go here to Book of John, chapter 5, and verse 8. Have a look and see what it says. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. So these are, that was at, at the, um, for the par, um, paraplegic at the Pool of Bethsaida. Bethsaida. Oh, my, these words. <laughs> um... And Jesus, he he walked and he spoke in authority. And there were a lot of different methods, if you want to call them that, for Jesus when he healed people. They were all different. Uh, Spitting in the ground and making clay out of it and putting it in the man's eye sockets. And he he created a miracle. He had a brand new pair of eyes. Um, Jesus laid hands on the people He spoke to the infirmity and he cast it out. So we need to we need to follow the Holy Spirit though in all 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 things. So even if it's not written in the Bible, um, and you feel led by the Holy Spirit to do something that's that you've never quite you know you've never seen or heard about before, go ahead and do it. Um, As long as as long as it's not like against the Bible. But um, I was thinking about, I believe it was Smith Wigglesworth, uh, he had a lot of faith, and um, he uh, had been called to, uh, somebody asked him to pray for a man who had died, and uh, the gift of faith came upon him, and, and he 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 took that body, he lifted it up, and he slammed it against the, the wall, and he commanded it to live. He commanded, he said, I speak life into you. I command you to live. And the body slithered down and, and, you know, back to the ground. And then he picked it up, knocked it against the wall, and I speak life into you. I command you to live. He did this several times. And, and next thing you know, the breath of life came back, and life came back in that body, and that person was raised from the dead. He, he um, God used him to raise several people from the dead, and uh, to do very unusual things. I think one time he actually, I'm not telling you to do this, I'm just saying that uh, one time he actually punched somebody in the stomach. They said they had like some kind of tumor in their stomach, and he punched them, and the tumor was completely gone. Another case I think was a baby that was, was dead or paralyzed or something. He picked that baby up and threw it, and somebody caught it, and the baby started walking or something. It was a, it's just some really bizarre things that you got to know that you hear from God if you're going to be doing things like that, punching people and 
throwing babies, then you got to really, really, really have the gift of faith. Really know you heard from God for sure, for sure, for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt. So, if you obey God, you're going to see the results. But if you do not see results, then you may have missed it. So, you probably actually did miss it. So, um... And we're all human. We're going to miss it from time to time, hopefully less time than not. Um, the results, they, they they come from obeying God and his word and the instructions that he gives. And we need to, to learn, if we're not already, but we need to learn to honor the power of God and not take it for granted you know, I'm I'm grateful I go to a church that gives altar calls and gives people a chance to get saved and receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior because a lot of places, unfortunately, they don't give altar calls. But there is a... Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And a, a lot of times people can get, I guess, I'm not putting anybody down. I'm not, somebody, I, not, I'm not speaking necessarily of my church, but a lot of places they may be there and and, and they may be used to seeing people answer the altar call, and so they may take that for granted. But if we need to be careful with that because the day that we, we take that for granted, well, the, the Holy Spirit might just stop moving there. And you might find Ichabod written on the door. Because it's, a, it's, it's the greatest miracle of all is salvation when God himself, via the Holy Spirit, comes to live inside our hearts. So it it uh we just need to to um we just need to 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 uh not take not take that altar call for granted. Even if it's one, two, three people, that doesn't matter. Billy Graham was the only one that answered the altar call and look what he's done. Well what God's done through him. So um I know that I, I I try to not take the altar calls for granted. There was a time that, not necessarily that I took them for granted, but I don't know, maybe I did. I Let's just be real, as one of my pastors says, can I keep it 100, 100 with you? He says, can I just be 100? It's kind of kind of funny. Um, but um, the... Uh, you know, a lot of times you'll see them go up, answer the altar call, you'll see the transformation, you'll see them up on the screen. But then sometimes you can sort of take it for granted. So I'm like, I said, God, I said, even if I'm the only one, if I'm, uh, I, I want to be celebrating you. I want to be, because it says all of heaven rejoices. Oh, there is rejoicing actually in heaven every time a person receives Jesus. So I know that there's a party going on in heaven. I know they're ecstatic and having a ball and so happy that people have received Jesus. And so I I want to be I want to be in, in that party. I may not see that party. I may not hear it with my natural ears or see it with my natural eyes, but I know it's happening. So I'm like, Lord, even if I'm the only one in that church, 
standing up and clapping my hands, and maybe I might be yelling hallelujah. Maybe I might be jumping up and down. Maybe a couple of times I may be running up and down the aisles. And in the natural, I may feel kind of silly, and my head may be saying, what are you doing all that stuff where almost everybody else is quiet? Why why do that? But, but in the spirit, I'm like, Lord, I don't care what they think, because even though it may seem like I'm the only person in this place celebrating you, I know that right now I'm celebrating with you in heaven. So even though I can't hear to see it, I know I'm a part of that party in heaven. I want to celebrate and rejoice with you for what you've done and celebrate you. So ever since then, the last couple of months, I've really just, I've savored the moments of those altar calls, and I've not taken them for granted. Because I remember once a pastor, he was saying, don't take the things of God for granted because the the moment you do is the moment that he'll stop moving. And I don't want him to stop moving. Our church is awesome. And the Holy Spirit moves there. He's given free reign, and he moves, and he's allowed to do what he wants, and people's lives are touched, and they're never the same, and including myself. So I don't want to take him for granted. I don't want him to stop moving because I'm just taking him for granted Oh, yeah, that's right. He's done. I've seen that before, and our pastor calls it. Um, uh, some people have become so familiar with the things of God, they've become wine connoisseurs. And Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. I've, I've, I've tasted that before. And, oh, no, we must always be, the Bible says, be like a child when it comes to things of God. Be in awe of the things he's done. Yes, you may have seen uh, God move and 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 touch people, and maybe you've seen somebody twitch or roll on the floor or laugh or whatever. You're not seeing that one person that uh, been touched. I always be like it's the first time, and I always want it to be that way for me. I always, always want it to be that way, that I never, ever take for granted his power, but honor the power of God and the move of the Holy Spirit that if I'm the only one, bless God, in that place that gets touched, then it's going to be me. I have, we have to sometimes be selfish with the things of God and the Spirit. And I'm not, I, I don't mean it's a bad way, but we sometimes have to just take it. You know, the the the, the um, kingdom of God, God suffer violent, the violent take it by force. We have to reach out in the spirit realm and grab what we need in the realm of the spirit, and and so there was a prayer prayer not, uh, that not my brother, not my sister, but me. I stand in the need of prayer. So um, that was for somebody. <laughs> but uh, we need to also stay submitted to the word and the will of the plan of God. So I'm gonna. Going to go to a a uh, song uh, song break and well music break here praise break whatever you want to call it and then I'm going to I'm just seeing which one I I want to I want to pray uh, play and so I think I know which one um, is a uh, pastor Ronnie Donica Harrod Brown. They had a, a beautiful daughter, and uh, she was diagnosed. She was born and diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. And back then, she she was uh, they didn't give her long to live at all. But uh, 
with much prayer and, and belief and faith. Uh, they had 18 long years with her, and back then that was that was a miracle. God, God kept her, and uh, I have been given permission to use these songs, but. This uh, this next song includes Kelly Howard Brown and her sister Kirsten, who was Howard Brown at the time, but now her last name is Ring. She's married to Caleb Ring, and uh, but uh, Kelly went home to be with the Lord, as I said, when she was 18, and that was over um, over I think 12, 13 years ago. So this is called Lord, let Your presence fill this place. Hey, hon. 
tears that made her blind. She felt such pain. Some spoke in anger. Heard folks whisper, there's no place here for her time. Still on she came through the shame that flushed her face. Until at last she knelt before his feet. And though she spoke no words, everything she said was heard as she poured her love for the master from her bosses. Thank you. 
that passes understanding when you rest in him your problems they will grow dim he'll give you peace that passes understanding so just trust in him and his peace will come in when i'm on my way and i don't know which way to go my mind just spins and everything's becoming gray i just turn to him In the glory realm I cast my cares into his hands He takes them all and gives me his rest He'll give you peace that passes understanding When you rest in him Your problems, they will grow dim. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. So just trust in Him and His peace will come in. So if it seems That all you have is falling away And everywhere you go the sky seems gray You just turn to him Those are temporal things Stand on his word And his praises sing And by his love and grace he'll give you rest. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. When you rest in him, your problems, they will grow dead. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. So just trust in Him and His peace will come in. That passes under 
trust in Him and His peace will come in. Thank God for His peace. He will keep you in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on thee. Excuse me. Let's see here. Going back to the lesson. Next thing. Jesus commanded miracles. In the book of John, verses John chapter 1, 42-43. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah, you shall be called, wait, this might actually be the wrong one. No, let me go back and check it. My verses today, my goodness. But see what happens in chapter 11. Oh, here we go. Sorry, I, I lost a one there. It's not chapter 1, it's chapter 11, 42 through 43. And I know that you will always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may be, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Luke seven twelve through 15 And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, Arise. So he who was dead sat up. And began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. So back then if you were a widow. And he was the only son. The the male in the house took care of the, of the woman. And uh, so. Uh, she was a widow. So um, Jesus restored. Restored him to her. Praise God. Oh, grateful for Jesus' miracle ministry. Uh, let's see, in Mark, uh, if I put down Mark, Mark 5.41, that's Mark 5.41. I don't know if I have that on here, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put it in Mark 5, Mark 5.41. Oh, that's why, because it didn't have the colon in it, it's being fussy. Here, Mark 5:41. Then he said to the child, but he, then he took the child by the hand and, and said to her, Talitha Kumai, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Basically, he raised this little girl from the dead. So, and when he got there, uh, a lot of people mocked him. He said, Do not do not weep for the little girl is not dead. She's just sleeping and they said, Here you're to tell us she's sleeping. We saw that she was dead. 
and they made they made fun of him and so basically he threw out he threw everybody out who was in the room uh, except for uh, him and the little girl and uh I better check that I'm not sure if he has some apostles I'm going to tell you the wrong thing so let me go and google that <laughs> you can put practically anything in google get a lot of a lot of uh, information, but um, basically, I'm going to find out how many were in there. But while I'm while I'm doing that, I'll let you know that uh, um, that uh, that when these um, when these people were there. In the room, see, I'm going to go to uh, Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 8, verses 40, I mean, yep, well, no, actually, let me, yeah, let's see, 40 through 56, I don't know if if I'm going to read them all, I'm just going to find out uh, who he pretty much kicked out. Because this is actually talking about a lot of different, a lot of different awesome things that took place. But uh, um, it's in verses fifty through fifty-six, it says, "But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Do not be.' Wait, which one is that? Okay. Do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well." When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except, okay, Peter, James, and John. That's what I I, I, I thought it was. At first I said that he was alone, but I, I then again I thought, because he seemed like he took Peter, James, and John everywhere with him, even up on the Mount of Transfiguration uh, when he was transfigured, and uh, they got to witness that. Uh, so um, almost like they were... It's very, very close. Um, but uh, anyway, um, when he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, Do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she rose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. I'm not sure. I want to just be real with you. I'm not sure if Peter, James, and John were actually in there with him when he raised her from the dead, but I know that he... He uh, pretty much made the parents leave, and anybody else that was in there that, you know, I've heard it said a lot that, uh, I've I've often heard it say um, that the uh, that they were kicked, that he pretty much kicked unbelief out of the room. He kicked doubt and unbelief out of the room, so that he could he could. Uh, Perform the miracles because he said, uh, you know, I, I, I could he Jesus could do uh, no mighty miracles because of their unbelief. 
I have 29 and a half minutes left. Let's see if I can get through all this. <laughs> um, Jesus, he defeated Satan. So, um, and uh, basically, because we've been talking about what uh, that Jesus commanded miracles, and uh, Jesus commanded Satan, basically defeated Satan. And in the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse 14 through 15, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Now, basically, what this means right there, making a public spectacle of 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 your enemy back in in biblical days when you went you went to war and you went you went against the kingdom and uh and it was your enemy but when you when you triumphed over them and you got the victory Basically, what you did was um, you stripped them naked, and uh, uh, you you basically um, from the highest ranking, like the king, and then maybe the second in command, to everybody else behind that, and then you 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 publicly made a public display out of them, and you went through the whole town and pretty much disgraced them, and everything that they had. In their in their kingdom, their city, their their village, their property, whatever it was, was now yours. You spoil a battle. So whatever the enemy has stolen from you, you get it back. So sevenfold. So basically, right here, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So that is when you when you. When you see the correlation right there and the illustration, the picture of what he's talking about, it, it to me anyway, it, it gives it sheds a whole new light over it. Um, Jesus commissioned his followers, and he um, with authority and power in submission to God in John twenty. 21, it says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And let's see here. And the, the last part of that verse, Jesus was sending them out in the authority and the power um, that that God had given them in submission to God. And uh we are um we are we are sent out as well. So um in Luke nine Luke chapter nine it says then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority 
over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay, stay there, and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So um, that right there, and the first three chapters basically talks about the power and authority over all demons. So in the first three chapters of the of Luke chapter nine, and Jesus, he he did all of these things, and he had all his authority. He had all of this authority before the cross before he went to the cross. The only way to tap into it was by submission to God. In John, in John, 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 going down here, John, oh, here we go, John twelve thirty six. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. And let me see here. Just going back to my notes. Um, and then in John fourteen twelve. Let me see here. Did I already read that one? John fourteen twelve. Gonna put John fourteen twelve in here again. Or maybe for the first time, right? <laughs> okay. Most surely I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. So that was uh, another another scripture on that one. Let's see. Um, it says he believes in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the right one. And uh, like Jesus, we we too um, we acknowledge that we have God's authority because we have the authority that the delegated authority that that God gave us. And the Holy Spirit, and um, so we need to just hook up with God and follow His instructions. Because when we do these things, we walk in the same authority that Jesus did. Um, if you do not believe, you can, and will walk in the same authority that Jesus did. Then you won't, and you will not. You will not believe in it unless you have a revelation of it. So basically, if you don't have a revelation of of the authority that that you have, then you're not going to walk in it. It's not a head thing. It's a revelation. So basically, I need to confess, uh, you know, that I need to confess these scriptures 
and ask God to give me a revelation of it, of my authority in him. Um, and uh, uh, wrapping it up here, closing uh, it up, uh, the last couple, not, last thoughts on this. Um, you just, um, I'm, we just need to be careful um, of who we let lay hands on us. I, I, uh, um, because not that we're supposed to to go around being afraid to, to have anybody touch us, but. I know I must be I must be saying this for a reason, but we need to be careful who lays hands on us, uh, even if it's in a barber shop or a beauty shop, uh, or even a mas- uh, massage. Um, somebody giving a massage, like a masseuse. Um, if you go there, or even if you've made an appointment, and then suddenly you don't have a piece about it, you have a check in your spirit. Um, uh, for those of you who aren't, aren't quite sure what I'm talking about. Because uh, I know I have people here from different uh, different walks. Uh, some people are here who know the Bible and have been saved a long time, and some people are here who have who have uh, who are searching and are are looking for just looking for are searching basically. So um, to let you know, just just in case you don't know. What I mean by a check in the spirit is is basically it, it could be just for a better term. It could be something like um, uh, you just you have a bad feeling about it, premonition. I don't want to say premonition, but just a bad vibe. So um, not to do it. Then if you get that check in your spirit, even if you've made an an appointment it's okay to say uh it's okay to say um it's okay to say, i'm sorry i i uh something's come up i need to cancel the appointment even if you walk into a barbershop or a beauty shop and you get a bad vibe you can just politely say i'm i'm sorry i i need to go and i know we made this appointment i i apologize and politely just say uh, uh, something's come up and and leave. Um, and even if you're a pastor and you're ministering, you're at a guest church, and maybe the elders or the people or the pastor of that church may even say, uh, let us pray for you. It's okay to say no uh, in a polite, loving way. It's okay to say no. I've, I've, I know that I've heard people uh, the pastors talk, at our church and in school, they've ta- told us how they've even had to say no in a polite way because they had a check in their spirit. They didn't have a peace about it. And I've learned the hard way, and I'm still learning the hard way, to listen. Not just listen. There's a difference between listening and obeying. Yes, I listen. I heard him. A lot of people say, I should have listened. Well, yes, you listened, but you didn't obey. So I listen, but sometimes I don't always obey that check, and I'm learning the hard way. As as I said earlier, we don't want to walk in fear because it's uh, fear is a spirit. God did give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. But we do need to use wisdom, and we do need to listen to that still small voice. And even 
uh, if we don't hear the still small voice, we need to um, listen and uh, obey and follow the promptings and leadings of the Holy Spirit and that check in our spirit that we we get. Follow peace. Let peace be the umpire. Um, So, you and I... um, So basically, you walk in, uh, you and I walk in authority. We walk in that authority, and God backs it up. He will back it up. In John 12, 36, uh, that was the one I, I read out of turn before. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Okay, let's see here. Okay, so that was now Jesus, uh, our our authority is in Christ, okay? So if we're a born-again believer, we have the authority in Christ, delegated authority, and Jesus took back authority from Satan. Um uh, when Jesus uh, was uh, the three days, and he uh, he was he died, and then he was he descended into hell, and he took the keys of hell and death. And God will back you and I up. So He will back us up when we go to take our authority in Him. In Matthew, let's see, do I have it here? In Matthew. Let's see if I have it. No, I don't. I'm going to have to put it here. Matthew. Let me see which scripture. Matthew 28. Well, actually, you can read about... I don't have an actual verse there, but in Matthew, you can read how uh, Jesus... Uh, he, God will always back up it up. And uh, Jesus delegated his authority to us. So when he took the authority back from Satan, he delegated that authority to us. In Ephesians chapter 1, you can go to chapter 1, it's 19 through 23. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead? and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. Hmm, Praise God. So he took that authority back from Satan and he gave it to us. All things are under his feet and all things are under our feet because we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Even even a member of, of the body of Christ who has seemingly little influence over people still has the same amount of authority. Uh, They just have to believe it, or they will never walk in it, and it will never work. 
when you do the right thing, <clears throat> when you do the right thing, uh, then this takes place when you, uh, you know, there's there's like light, it's what's called light faith or um, uh, light switch faith. Um, basically, when when you flip when you flip the switch, you you expect there to be the light to come on, right? That's if you're um, basically you expect that light to come on. If you're going to go sit down in your chair, you expect that it's not going to f- break and fall out from underneath you. Um, when you walk onto the elevator, you don't look down. Sometimes you should probably look down to make sure the the floor is still there. Got to be really careful not to take it for granted. But sometimes you got so much faith in that elevator that the floor or the bottom of it is there and that we're not going to fall down how many stories to our death in the in the elevator shaft. Well, unfortunately, some people have had so much faith in that elevator, they haven't even looked at the bottom of, to make sure that the bottom is even right there, that it's not messed up and that they don't just walk and then fall to, to either their detriment or either their death or their really bad, bad hurt. So, but, but we have... Um, uh, when we have uh, faith in those things, we need to have faith that we have the authority. And um, so we need to uh, um, also, speaking of light switches, everything is already set up, um, all the wires, uh, electrical, um, is all set up. All we have to do is flip the switch and the light comes on. Well, everything's already been set up. Same thing with Jesus. He already set everything up. And he 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 set everything up and he all we have to do is just believe it. We just have to flip the, flip that switch inside our inside of us and believe. Um so in because we have been positioned in Christ. Uh, it's already been set up in Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 6. Um, Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. We're seated with him in Christ, in heavenly places. We are seated with Christ. And our authority is based on that position. Oh, my goodness, that was a long class today. I took almost all the two hours. I have like ten minutes and nine minutes and counting I will try and make uh, do the, as many announcements as I can as possible. So, um, so uh, let you know that uh, there are three awesome Bible colleges: River Bible Institute and River School of Worship, River School of Government, and you can check those colleges out at riverbibleinstitute.com. RiverSchoolOfWorship.com, 
riverschoolofgovernment.com. And so you can check those out. And if you have, I am, I have been authorized to give you a scholarship to River Bible Institute or the River School of Worship. But at this time, uh, River School of Government is not um, giving scholarships. But I can, like I said, if you feel like you got the call of God on your life, but finances has been a problem, I, I give you a scholarship right now. And if you feel somebody else has that call of God on their life, you can give them a scholarship. If they feel like somebody else's, they can give them a scholarship and so on and so on and so on. It's a ripple effect. So I'm excited to give you that scholarship. Just tell them, just uh, check those out and let them know Deborah from Fire Talk Radio gave you a scholarship and they'll honor it. And uh, if nobody's told you God loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he has a great plan for your life. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, I want to let you know I've got great news. Um, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure that you're going to go to heaven, just mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart I forgive everyone who's ever hurt me including myself I receive your forgiveness Jesus fill me with your peace your joy and your love Amen It gives me the greatest pleasure to tell you that all of your sins are forgiven you right now If you prayed that prayer, feel free to call 866-857-4837. And you can also email me at firetalkradio2, that's the number 2, at yahoo.com. Or you can message me on my homepage at blogtalkradio.com forward slash firetalkradio2. You can also follow me on my homepage there. I'd love to have you do that. So um, if you have not been baptized with uh, in the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and would like to be, then just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, you are the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm asking you, 
to baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I want you to just let the Holy Ghost take control of your vocal cords. Don't speak in any language you know and just open your mouth and let the words come out and speak it out. Fire! Fire God right out of the fire God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. Keep speaking it. You got it. You got it. Keep keep it up. There you go. Louder, louder. You got it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for their prayer language. Now, if you haven't gotten it yet, don't worry. You're going to get it. Just stand on the word of God, and you will get it. You'll get it. Have faith. Believe. His promises are yes and amen. So I'm I'm happy for you. And uh, for those listening live, I have four minutes. So I'm going to finish up, but I'm going to be playing a song. The song, I always like to end it with a song, one or two songs. That song may or may not cut off on you, but I just want to give you a heads up there. So um, now uh, somebody is working on a website for me, so um, I don't think it's live yet. I don't think it is, so I'm going to, it's going to be soon. And so, um, if you're anywhere in the central Florida area, and love to have you come visit our church. We're having an Easter extravaganza coming uh, on Easter Sunday. They're going to be having over 12,000 Easter eggs filled with candy. And they're going to be giving away Wii's, and they're going to be having drawings for, like, prizes for Wii's and bikes and Xboxes and Nintendos and Bush Garden tickets, and they're also going to give in away fifteen hundred dollars to help pay for somebody's rent. So, if you're anywhere in the area, feel free to drop in. Pre-registration is this coming Sunday, and then the following Sunday, Easter Sunday, is the day of the event. We'd love to have you. If you can't make it in person, also if you don't have a ride, you can call. You can call the office and try and, and see arrangements. Uh, we do have buses that um, pick people up for free and take them home for free as well. Um, so uh, let's see. Also, um, if you can't attend in person, if you can't attend their life, then feel free to watch online at revival.com forward slash RTN. That's Revival, R-E-V, like Victor, I-V-A-L, dot com, forward slash R, like Robert, T, like Tango, N, like Nancy, Revival.com, dot R-T-N. I'm sorry, forward slash R-T-N. So, starting to think if there's anything else I need to tell you before I close this out, because I have one minute and 30 seconds so those listening live, you probably will get cut off in the song, but feel free to come back and listen to it later. Uh, just let you know that God loves you a great deal. He rejoices over you with singing, and He, you are the apple of His eye. He delights and looks forward to the time that you that you spend with Him, the time that you spend speaking with Him, and 
and loving on him and and being a part of his life, the time that you take in prayer and worship, and the time that you that you take with him, that you spend with him, that you talk to him, he he delights in you, and he looks forward to seeing you, and listening to you, and and the time that you spent, you're accepted in the beloved. He loves you a great deal. I love you. I care about you. I pray for you. Most importantly, Jesus prays for you nonstop, 24-7. And he loves you a great deal. So um, I look forward to being with you again and having you be a part of uh, Fire Talk Radio. Um, And uh, um, I'm every Friday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and some other times that we'll be picking up. But... uh, until in in uh until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love. 